final destination. All skills on. No odd job. Slappers only. Jordan, games, video games, Ga gaming. Gaming, 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 oh, gaming. 2022 games. games. I'm hearing that 2022 was the year of the gamer, folks. 2022 was the summer of games, and it started in January, and it ended, I think, last month. Can you believe that we're still in the year of Luigi? <laughs> that it's green man can't be stopped. They, they keep trying to tell him to step down and give someone else a damn year. But he is not—he is not budging from his seat. He's—he's <laughs> he's my, he's my video oh. game. <laughs> no, he's—he's he's voiced by Charlie Day now. Oh, oh, it's, hey, it's, it's my video it's, game. It's me, Charlie Day. Mario, you want some milkshake? And then Chris Pratt is like, "Hey, I'm hi, hey, I'm Mario. I'm, I'm your brother. I'm your Italian brother, Mario. Uh, God loves you, Bowser. Your soul will not enter the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> Bowser, please see the light of God." Uh, he probably really uh, fucking hates Magic Koopas, huh? Anyway. Yeah, probably. Uh, hey, everybody. It's us from Slappers Only, your, your two friends. Uh, I'm Jordan, and we've got Max here, Hi. as always. As always. Uh, we, were so, uh, we were so pleased with our, uh, with our highly uh, critically acclaimed Donkey Kong Country episode mm -hmm. that we loved so very much. The, the, the redemption where we finally actually recorded it and it didn't get lost yeah. to time. Yeah, we, and uh, we, we've we, heard uh, feedback from all the fans. You all loved it so much. You're happy but to have we us were back. It was such a good episode that we fell asleep for most of 2022. Uh, we ran all uh, over that goddamn island and it took a lot out of us. Yeah, Cranky Kong uh, has passed away, unfortunately, mm -hmm. from old age. <laughs> Rip Bozo. Um, <laughs> and uh we've been we've been trying to uh we've been trying to pick up the, the pieces of our life after mm -hmm. Donkey Kong Country just absolutely mm -hmm. uh, obliterated it with his big big foot kick. <laughs> I I lost the rap battle and had to kind of like hide in shame for a while. If you lost the rap battle to Donkey Kong, does that mean you're King King K rule? Yeah, and I had to kind of like do a personal reckoning with that for a while. Looking in the mirror, who am I? Who, who is, the, who is this Jean green Jean man Jean I see across from me? Uh, okay, so, yeah, we haven't been around, but that doesn't mean that we uh, we can't do our yearly tradition of picking the best, objectively best. Remember, we mm -hmm. are objectively correct in everything 100%, we've ever that said. That is the one thing that's never changed and will always remain Never going to change. We are correct, and we will pick the best game of 2022. Uh, full disclosure, mm -hmm. I didn't play that many games this year. <laughs> That's probably I played, like it's probably good. I keep looking at the list, being like, "Did I miss something? Did I, is there like a good game that I forgot to play that everyone was talking about?" And no, there were like a couple. Yeah, <laughs> there's definitely a couple. Uh, as always, uh, I keep seeing posts. I saw a post the other day that was like, "2022 was the was the year of the indie game." It's like, my guy, it's always the year. There's always uh -huh. good indie games coming out. This, it was it's the never year of the indie like... game singular because you played one. No, no, no. I'm just saying that, like, the AAA releases were kind of slow this year. And, uh... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the indie games, the indie games really picked up the slack. But, but I see these articles, all of these articles, I'm reading every day, written by all of our friends, uh, that are like, indie games are back this year. Mm-hmm. My guy, they never left. Never. <laughs> they, they always, it's, they're always there, and they're always good. 
Um, before we pick our game of the year, uh-huh. uh, how was there any non-video game twenty twenty two media or uh, things that you wanted to touch on? Yeah, shoot. Um, well, you know me, Jordan. When I'm not playing video games, I'm kind of in like a state of hibernation. I kind mm-hmm. of just live to game, and gaming is is who I am as yeah. a person fundamentally. I have um, seen I have seen your mug that says "Don't talk to me till I have my video games." Don't don't talk to me until I've got my platinum trophy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, damn. What I'm I'm trying to think of like this. Sh- I'm trying to think of shows that I watched that weren't like part of the podcast. I do uh-huh. like not Yu Gi Oh, not Gundam, but you know what? Who gives always a shit? working, Max. Always I'm, working. I'm going to talk about Gundam anyway because this year we have a new Gundam series. Oh my god, it's so fucking good! It's so... we haven't actually spoken in person about how good Gundam Witch is. It's it's so that's the thing. I started um, Wow Cool Robot. Uh, dirt, you know, in the in the summer of 2020, nothing. You know, I didn't really have anything going on, as did like most of the world. Yeah, um, exactly. Hence, hence being like, what if I had three podcasts? What, what if? What, and then I did a fourth one, and it was a lot. Yeah. Uh, that's the we love prestige podcast, folks. But um, it's it's the same kind of thing that happens with uh, FromSoft games. May or may not talk about that in the near future. Who knows? Maybe um, we'll see. Where it, it's such a, I wouldn't say Gundam's like a monumental release when a new one comes out, but you know, Gundam fans go apeshit when a new series comes out, and. Until that point, I hadn't been able to, like, watch a new series along with the fans and, like, speculate on it every single week. And The Witcher Mercury happened, and damn, damn, it's so fun to, like, it's watch so a good. show live with people, like, and you're learning the same things and no one, like, knows more than you and is kind of playing coy about it. And you're all just, like, guessing, like, oh, damn, what's the next Elon series going to be like? I don't know. I don't, I haven't, the show's not out yet. <laughs> I do love that, uh, you know, some shows have a... Uh have a uh a monster of the week i'm hoping that like later gundam witch is gonna be an elon of the week where every right there's a new different elon who comes in and he's this one's like he this one plays electric guitar Ooh, this one he's like they're like yeah they're like jojo stand users or or Yu-Gi-Oh! duelists they all have their own gimmick. yeah they're their own gimmick <laughs> and and so let us just like what is Wow, this Elon guy, he's a, he's a lot more eccentric than I remember him being. Yeah, he, she gets to, like, Elon 30, and, like, they just kind of ran out of gimmicks, like, oh, this one has a mustache. The real question that every Gundam Witch fan is asking, obviously, is will that one girl ever stand up off the couch, or is she surgically attached to the I couch? Think, I think she's just, that. that's, like, that's her mobile suit. I think suit. that's her body. Yeah, it's, her it, 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 it's the couch. That it's her, it's her immobile on. suit because she can't move with it. Well, she doesn't need to go anywhere. She just loves to watch the duels and sit in her 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 big uh-huh. comfy couch. That's and, that's and the be thing. Like, kinda... It's one thing I really love about Witch is that by the nature of it being set in a school, uh, you can kind of just show this like wide variety of characters, and you don't need to give them more than like a single facet of personality for most of them. Yeah, I'm very much worried for for when people start exploding. Though is my uh, yeah, big concern I'm starting, about Gundam Witch. I'm starting to think that based on based on how things are progressing, that's going to be happening in the near future. There's going to be a lot of dead teenagers coming up pretty soon, which I'm not super excited uh-huh. for because they're all very nice and and and, and my friends. But yeah, uh, r- right now the show's in the first half of Fire Emblem Three Houses. When it gets in the second right. half, that's when you have to start worrying. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, what if there was a time skip? That'd be weird. I uh, 
I think there might be. Yeah, I, I have. I don't a know. I mean, behind. I, I, I'm assuming there will. Be, I feel like that makes sense for both the merchandising standpoint of be like, mm-hmm. oh, it's two years later and they made more Gundams that we can sell and you can buy and build. <laughs> like, it's it's just a toy commercial, and you know what? Based on the amount of kits I approved, it's, it's a good. It's working on me. It's a good toy commercial. Yeah, it's a, it's. A, I mean, the kits they've made for G Witch, I've been mm-hmm. building the high grade aerial, and it's. I say I've been building. I I started building. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's fucking great. Friendship uh, with Polycaps ended, which was never a friendship in the first place. I just yeah, didn't know how good it bastards. could be. Yeah, hate Polycaps. Um, I want to talk about two things. I want to talk yes. about two TV shows that I liked. Uh, first of all, we have been. We have been blessed and watered and and smiled upon, and I, I don't know about by we, I mean me mm. and many people, because uh, House of the Dragon was 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 yeah, good. Yeah, Hot D really took the world by storm, didn't it? Um, I didn't know. It kind of awoke like a side of me that I forgot about, which was like, what if I enjoyed sitting down and hearing the words what if the word targaryen didn't make me want to like yeah it didn't make your skin crawl like what if i could hear someone say like the wall and i'd be like oh Ooh. the wall i remember that's yeah. cool <laughs> my big uh, friend House of the dragon also got me to experience the joy of ex- of being in this uh this being on the other side of being angry at the haters right. uh, reading the articles that are like Episode three was really slow and boring, and how am I supposed to tell which character is Rhaenyra when she's two different actresses? Uh-huh. It's so uh, much better. And I, get, I get to read that and be mad. Yeah, it, it's so much more pleasing to be mad at people who aren't liking something than to be mad at people who are liking something. That is so true. Um, yeah, House of the Dragon is a really good TV show. Uh, it was nice to see people who got it. They got, they got it. They were doing themes, mm-hmm. and themes are not just for eighth grade book reports. David no. Benioff, you fuck, you hack, you hack, you piece of shit. Um, it was no one kind of forgot about anything. Flaws. Nobody forgot. Nobody forgot about anything. Patty, if, if Patty Considine doesn't win the Emmy for Best Actor, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill everyone mm-hmm. and then myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm honestly thinking that he's probably not gonna win. <laughs> win no, it. yeah, it's probably gonna. It's gonna go to Matt Smith or something. Who it was good in House of the Dragon, yeah. but I don't think he was as good as as Patty Patty sweeps mm-hmm. Constantine. <laughs> um, other show that I really like this year, uh, Andor. Yeah, uh, very surprising TV show. Have you seen it? So I got just like term so fucking terminally mad after watching Obi Wan that I haven't been able to touch Star Wars since, and I know. I know Andor's so good, but you gotta understand that I was literally pacing around my apartment when Obi-Wan ended, because I was so fucking what? mad. I, was Obi-Wan this year? I think so! What, what, I, you told me this a couple, like a week ago, what about Obi-Wan, if you can, if you can, just, if you can it share? It just, fucking, dev- okay, first of all, it, it, it's the problem of a side story that never needed to happen in the first place, but uh-huh. it, 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 it the premise started out interesting enough where it's like, oh, Obi-Wan has to go rescue Leia. But then it just becomes, and what if we took the Obi-Wan and Anakin action figures and mashed them together? And what if Obi-Wan said all of his famous meme lines from the prequels? And I have a bad feeling about this. Hello, hello there! And what if uh, Qui-Gon Jinn shows up as a Force ghost for no reason other than people want to see him? And I just, it just is like, it is just the perfect encapsulation of like, what Star Wars has kind of become of just this, like, you know, meme machine, basically. 
Like that's uh yeah that that doesn't sound very good, does it? No, it was it was quite quite bad for me and my health. Does he go to Dexter Steiner? Because that would be the only th- I would uh, tune in if he went there. That would have that would have redeemed it, wouldn't it? No, um, but I will say, Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers is the one who kidnapped Princess Leia, so points for that. That is, you know, does he play the bass? Uh, in the he, show? He, no, he he plays he plays as a villain. <laughs> he doesn't slap it all. Uh, you know like what? People. No, he just kind of has the blaster. That's mm. kind of it. He doesn't have any cool instruments. Like, we don't see him. Oh, man, I want a side story of him and he joins, like, fucking Max Rebo's band. Oh, fuck. Why can't they... Listen, Disney are the villains of my life. I hate them with Give all Give me Rebo! My They're, uh, yeah, I need a... I need a... I need a, uh, 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 show about Max Rebo... And his band, like, going on tour. Yes. Make it animated. Yeah, let me see what fucking Cy Snoodles is up to. Uh, what is Cy Snoodles up to? I want to hear her cool song again. <laughs> the, the cool song that all Star Wars fans famously like and, and don't get mad about. Yes. <laughs> um. Okay, wait. A couple other things. Uh, yeah. Uh, some, some anime. The other anime that was good. Uh, uh, Spy Family. Yeah, good. we love I can't Spy Family. Friends. We love Spy Family. Uh, I, I watched Bochi the Rock uh, last week. That was really fucking good. Definitely check that show out. Um, and now, before we actually, before we get into uh-huh, our game yeah, of the fuck years, games. Max, did you play any games that you want to talk about that you liked that did not come out this year? That did year? not come out this year. Oh, shit. Let me look at my list. I honestly don't really, hmm, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. I honestly don't think any of the big games I played didn't come out this year. I think it was a pretty solid. Um, actually, no. You know what? You know what? A, li- a little bit. One one game that very very solidly grabbed me for a little while is a game called Dicey Dungeons. Oh yeah, Dicey Dungeons. I've heard of that. Um, one. The, 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 what, that came out last year, twenty nineteen. Holy moly! Oh, okay, it was ported to the Switch in twenty twenty. So that's why I think it came out sooner. Um, it's just a really nice roguelike with this like really jamming soundtrack. Um, it's the kind of game that the whole. You know, it's all predicated on luck, but it's predicated on mostly manipulable luck, which I quite like. Because, um, you know, the whole you're rolling dice, and, and you have all these effects that uh, change based on the die you roll and everything like that. And you have different characters that have different ways to roll the dice. It's very, really fascinating. The, the devs did a really good job of kind of taking this one single concept and just really fleshing it out. Um Except the Pelican enemy in that game can fucking go to hell because some, I've never felt like the game cheats more than when I'm fighting one of those things. Oh, really um, good game. Though. Two, I highly recommend. Really good game. Two two games I played this year that did not come out this year. Uh, number one, Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, we love um, it. So remember such when a good Star game. Wars was good two years it ago? Like like Jedi Fallen Order, Star Wars pilled me. And now I'm like watching the Clone Wars, and I watched Andor because of it, because I, of how much I liked Jedi Fallen Order, and how much that I think it was did a good job at encapsulating what's good about Star Wars. Yeah, uh, and it's just a fun game. Uh, it has good music. The score is really good. They did a, a good job at like Star Mimic- Wars mimicking it up John without, Williams, but without making it with like bringing some originality to it as well. The lightsaber mm-hmm. combat was like just, just everything you'd want out of a lightsaber fight. I think. Um, and it was also a Metroidvania game, which I yeah. I didn't know, which is cool. Very excited. For and the then sequel the other one, <laughs> yes, I'm very excited. Oh, but why does he use a gun? Oh, Jedi no, don't use blasters. An elegant weapon from a civilized age. 
Hey, it's almost like it's almost like the rules have changed, my guy. Oh, wow. almost like uh, things have changed, and that all the Jedi are are pretty it, much dead. It's almost like you have to do what you can to be a Jedi survivor. It's almost like the game is called Jedi Survivor, and he's trying oh. to survive. Maybe having an uh, extra firepower might. Uh... No. Anyways, uh, the other game that I played this year uh, that took up most of my year uh, is uh, Final Fantasy XIV, uh, the critically acclaimed MMORPG play up to Heaven's Word expansion free. Uh, I was debating whether I put this on my game of the year list because technically, uh-huh. Max, the pat the patch cycle has been right. ongoing through 2022. Technically, a lot of what I've spent doing this year is raiding with my with my free company, mm-hmm. and technically, uh, Endwalker came out right at the end of 2021, and then was <laughs> was completely impossible to purchase or play. For most yeah, of the month kinda... of December, they had to take it off of store shelves. In That's December how you know you made 20... a good product, right? Uh, and so the the caveat that I was thinking about was, well, like they did put it up for sale again in January. Uh huh. And I did play through the entirety of the game. Uh, it is the most I've ever played a video game. By the way, Max, I'm not a huge. I don't usually play a game. Yeah. For even a hundred hours. Let That's alone. more admirable f- than me, whose most played video game is The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Well, I've played like a thousand, over a thousand hours now. That was my year. Uh, holy shit, what a good game. What a good story. Uh, music by uh, Soken, goaded. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's the feature of Final Fantasy, baby, we're here. Um, he and and also all, all the all the biggest players in the Final Fantasy fourteen team are working on sixteen, so that should be cool. I am so. I hope I can. I shouldn't have a problem procuring a PS five before sixteen comes out. No, I told I myself can, they're not. That's the game I'm gonna get a PS five. They're for. not too hard. You just gotta. You just gotta like. It's gotta be on the you ball. You gotta get the. You gotta be on the ball. There's like Twitter accounts that you. Yeah, can it's follow. a supply. It's a supply chain. It's, it's, it's easier chain. now. Like I'm seeing poster. Yeah. Like PS5 still well, available at Walmart. People, people are, uh, people have come to the uh, conclusion that this thing ain't got no fucking games on it. Oh, it's called the PS5 because you can only play five games. You wish there was five games on this thing. But I can, like play, two, I can play. I can play God Returnal? of War 2018, the best game ever made on it. You can play Returnal. You can play yeah. Horizon Forbidden West. I don't know why you'd want to, but you could. Well, okay, here's Horizon. the thing. You, I played that on my PS4, but the DLC is PS5 only. Thank you, Sony, Hell so yeah. much. Thanks, Sony. Well, you know, you can upgrade it for free if you can procure one of these consoles. Uh, oh, I had one more game that I've been playing. Yes. Uh, de- I'm replaying uh, the hit video game Death Stranding. Oh, Norman Reedus and his funky fetus. I hate how much i love this game kojima Uh, did a really good job with it despite the negative press i love how like i love this game i also love that it's so divisive like of course it has to be divisive right for the people for the freaks like me for the freaks like me who want to who you know they'll be like okay now you gotta take mama from from south knot city to mountain knot city and i'm like (laughs) fuck yes i'm making i'm making sicko's voice every new mission in that game let me tell like, you, Max, mm-hmm. knowing knowing that that mission was coming up, I went down, I went from Mountain Knot City down oh, to you the prepared. weather station. I prepared, I put down zip lines and, yeah, and climbing take anchors. Mama for a ride. And, I, I, and I also have built every road from, from, from oh my God. South Knot to Mountain Knot finishing, already. Finishing the road in that game gave me like 
more of a sense of accomplishment than like 99% of video games I've ever played has. It's very funny to me. There's like an interview because that game is like the stupidest game ever made and it has like the dumbest yeah. lore ever made. And yeah, you get an email that's like, we, we love it. New, new, uh, new hormone discovered called lycosin that's uh-huh. 10 times more potent than oxytocin. And you get it from getting likes from doing deliveries and stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is real. I'm it's feeling so the lycosin good. in my brain. I, uh, and, <laughs> We're yeah. getting a sequel. At some We're getting point? a sequel that Kojima had to rewrite because of COVID. What could the sequel to Death Strand? What could what could the game possibly evolve into that isn't just like, more? Is there going to be a different map? Is he going to Canada? Or I is it honestly, like, I feel like it's more likely than anything else that it is just completely different gameplay. I was thinking the same thing. I think they might. It might not be about delivering packages anymore. It might be. It, because it, it, it becomes you, like a fucking like city builder or some shit. I was a uh, I I have I have fully reversed my original gameplay opinion of uh, fuck the mules, fuck the terrorists, uh, which is a very funny thing to say in my my game podcast. <laughs> fuck terrorists. Uh, you make a sound clip of that, folks. Of uh, how much I enjoy walking into mule camps and smacking people over the head with packages. Yeah, it's so great. Like it's very fun and very non-lethally satisfying. taking out. And that's it's you know you can't you can't kill them because then they explode. So you gotta do a very good job. And it's 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 very fun exploding their AI in very silly ways and just kind of like right. fun- funneling them to you and just kind of having like a chain of just like chucking boxes at their heads. Oh, it rules. I also like that whenever you knock one out, you can. You can pick up the box as they're falling over when it, like, slow-mos. Yeah! So you can just chain together package wax. Oh, fuck. It's a good game. I love Death Stranding. Let's uh, do an episode for, for that for the podcast. We just talk about Low Roar talk about Low Roar. I get so... Every time a Low Roar song starts playing in that game, I'm like, nothing better happen to stop this right now. This is so I know. I, li- I, like, turn the volume up and I kind of, like, sit up in my on the couch. Whatever the BTs, like, if you ever walk into a BT area during a low roar song, I always feel like I've been cheated out I of, know. Out of ambiance. I'm like, fuck you. Anyways, okay. I think we can, I think we've sufficiently uh, reviewed our year. Yeah. Now we can talk about new releases, uh, new video games, and new memories, and new fun, and new friends. Mm. Uh, who wants to go first? We're um, gonna do. We're not gonna. I, there has not been enough meaningful game releases this year for us to do our usual like our usual format for this because uh-huh. I played like five total. Yeah. So we're just gonna pick games. We're that just we like, talking. And if there's crossover, we're just talking. Yeah, I, I think since I played many more games than you did, Jordan, you should go first because chances are you're gonna pick something that I'll have on my list. Oh yeah. Um. Here's one. Well, I will start. Uh, you know what? I'll start with something very simple. Mm. Start with something very uh uh. I feel like uncontroversial uh-huh. and start with a game that I kind of forgot I played this year, uh, but I, I definitely loved every second of it of uh, I want to see how many hours I spent playing this game because I have it on my Steam right now. Uh, oh, cool. Cool. 11 hours. And I didn't even get all the way to the end. But uh, but uh, Neon White. Oh, shit. I 
No, I didn't. I really wanted to, and I feel like, you know, I'll get it, like, in a year or something and be like, Hey, you guys heard of Neon White? This game's really good. <laughs> uh, so Neon White, the latest game from, uh, from Donut County developer Ben Esposito. Um, uh-huh. It's a game about you control a big hole. No. Um, <laughs> it's First of all, I should say that it has the most fucking cringe-ass dialogue in any video game I've oh, ever played yeah, in my v- life. Steve Blum it says some very rancid. silly things. Uh, uh, violet, viol- neon violet, rancid. Do not like. Uh, uh, but also, it's it's pretty funny at some points. Uh, but really, the gameplay is where the game shines. Uh, the premise is that you're an you're like a you're what are called neons. You're basically like demon hunters in heaven, and you're in a contest to kill a bunch of demons. And if you kill all the demons, you can not go to hell or something like that. I don't remember. Yeah, uh, right. this is like a speed. This is like a speed running game. Uh, it's, it's like, like a, a speed-running platform shooter where you you z- run through the levels, killing demons, uh, and instead of guns, well, you have guns that are cards, and if you left-click, you shoot the gun, and if you right-click, you get a platform ability. So your pistol is a double jump, mm-hmm. and, it, and when you use it, you discard that gun. So you right. can either kill or you can jump. Uh, it's like pistol's a double jump. Your assault rifle is a grenade launch that you can uh, take out enemies with and rocket jump with, which is great. Uh, rocket launcher is a grappling hook. Uh, the the SMG is like a stomp, and the rifle is a dash. It's really cool. Um, and the cool thing about it is, is it, it it when you beat the level, it gives you a just like in you know in normal games that of this kind, you get a medal depending on how fast you beat the level. But uh, every level has like a secret route through it. Yeah. And, uh, and I'll tell you something. Here's my big criticism of Neon White. Mm-hmm. Here's my big criticism. I don't think the game should tell you. it. You can turn this off, and I highly recommend you do if you haven't played Neon White. You uh, By default, the game will show you the hidden path. The little, you can, little like, ghost toggle. you follow. Well, it's like there's a little symbol that says, like, this way to the hidden uh, path. Yeah, it's like, no, let me... Let turn, me- turn that off. Figure out the... Pu- it's so much more fun and satisfying to figure out the puzzle yourself. That puzzle of... Because it's like a, a puzzle... And then it's about honing your execution it's, and doing it quickly. You, you know what it is? It's like a first-person uh, kind of splatformer, like a Meat Boy or a Celeste. It's a it game about, is. like, you know, you're given this limited area and, like, you're just bashing yourself against a wall and, like, you know, honing yourself down to the point where you're just like... Bah, 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 I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that it's not really a splatformer in the sense that death is not, like, like really the only thing that's stopping your runs is yourself. Sure, yeah, okay. Uh, the second you get caught on a corner or, like, you didn't shoot the enemy that you wanted to shoot, you can start over. There are some absolutely bonkers secrets in this game, by the way, that you can get by, like... You, this is another thing I love, is when you, you get to the level and you see the, like, collectible and it's, like, 100 feet in the air. And you go, how the fuck do I get to yeah. that? Yeah! And that's something the game doesn't tell you how to do, which I like, once mm-hmm. again. Uh, turn turn that turn that shit off if you're Figure playing this game. I heard, I heard Mark Brown, who we like... We love um, Mark, Mark Brown. Mark Brown described this game as like, it lets you enjoy the feeling of being a speedrunner without having to invest thousands of hours of time into learning the run. Because you're learning one run. Right. You know, each level is like two minutes long. So at max, you're, uh, you're, you're spending, you know, 10, 15 minutes per level if you want to yeah. get the diamond medal. 15 minute speedrunner. That's like, that. It, it, it's very appealing. Because yeah. I I like 
taking my time when I play through games. I, I like spending a lot of time just kind of like slowly meandering about the world. So speedrunning has always seemed very cool to me, but like largely inaccessible with how I like to play games. But something like this, where it's just like, oh, you can speedrun this one section. It's like, oh shit, this is the speedrunning is the game. Uh, and it's also great. It's a stroke of genius that as you play through the level, it does unlock the leaderboards with your friends. So if you're a uh, petty like me, you'll not want to stop at level until you beat your friend's scores. Say, ha ha ha, fuck yeah, you. Uh, I think it's I got... It's a really good game. What was it? I think I got, like, a notification in, like, Forza Horizon 5 the other week that Gigalithic beat one of my uh, rival's lap oh, times. And I was no. like, what the hell? I, I, did, I forgot you could do that in this game. So I have to go, I have to be, I have to go and beat their time, of course, but yeah, it's that's fun. Yeah, unacceptable can't do that how, how dare that. they uh the dialogue though is is painful mm-hmm. in neon white um i think by i think it's intentional like i think oh it's yeah no yeah be. no doubt but uh you know when you make something cringe on purpose you still make it cringe and uh mm-hmm. it's, you, it's you're still lot. engaging in the act of cringe yeah you're, you're i i uh <laughs> what is the it's the like satire requires yeah clarity of purpose. <laughs> it, it's, it's the like, guy with that tank top meme but it's just his his, his time in the neon white level <laughs> What's the this the thing? There's that like rule that it's like if you're engaging in parody, if you're if you are committing to a bit of a parody hard enough, then you are effectively just doing that. You're thing. Enga- you're engaging with it, yeah. You're yeah. It's like it doesn't matter if you're doing flat Earth as a joke. You're still doing you're flat still Earth doing, exactly, and, yeah. and that's and your intent no longer matters. Ben Esposito, Ben, ben. cringe bastard. But yes, thank you for making this. And also, a donut counting was fun too. Was yeah, big hole, game. big hole. I think I played that this year, uh, actually. That was, a, that was a pretty fun little time. Yeah, it's like a nice little two-hour game. An yeah. hour and a half. Max, what is your first game of the year? All right. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to kind of wiggle my list around a little bit, because I feel like my, my heavy hitters are things that like are, are more one-sided conversation. Like, I'm not going to... Mm-hmm. I won't be talking about Xenoblade 3 here, because I feel like that'll right. just be like me me saying, Jordan, this is really cool, and you'll be saying, all right, cool, I believe you. Um, <laughs> I believe you. I'm sure it's cool for uh, for for people who like Xenoblade. Yeah, for, for me. <laughs> um, so, w- my my first... We, lo- we love having rules, Jordan. We also love breaking rules, because my first game in my list is two games, actually. Um, oh, cool. They kind of go hand in hand together, though. Um... And it, kind of, I'm, book, I'm, I'm listening. Book ending the year in a way. The first game came out in January and kicked off the summer of gaming, and the second game came out uh, last month and, and I guess it ended kind of the summer, ended of, summer gaming. of gaming. Um, and wouldn't you know it, Jordan? People fucking hate Pokemon so much. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Well, here's the thing about Pokemon fans is that they're the most miserable people. Yeah, ever. it's it's kind of a sad existence you're resigning yourself to by like becoming I, friends with every Pokemon. Every Pokemon. Okay, there's two kinds of Pokemon fans. There's the people who, and I'm saying this as a, I don't, I'm not a Pokemon fan. I don't yeah, really yeah, care yeah. for. I mean, I like the little guys for sure. Yeah, and I like the funny, like the funny, like weird men and 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 people who. And ladies and and children who like train them. Yeah, I think those guys are kind of funny. But I've never played the game. I don't like the games. But yeah, you're either you see the light coming off of your screen and your brain goes ah Pokemon, 
Mm-hmm. Um, or you see the light that comes off of your screen and you go, ugh, Pokemon, and then you play it. Yeah, You still yeah. play it. You play it, and then you spend the whole time playing it, complaining about how they made the worst game ever and how it sucks and that it should be like the one from your childhood. Yeah, here's the thing. Pokemon has been, you know, largely formulaic for its entire, uh, what, 16 years of ex- 26 years of existence i've heard um, pikachu just recently retired yeah i was making a joke about that but that's true yeah no there's no more Ash and pikachu, pikachu in the show <laughs> that was a joke about how how old he is but no they they that literally it's been going on s- that's so fucked up it was I really cool ashes ashes old he won and it played like the very original theme song as he won so it was i liked it did it play like i want to be the very best well, like, the, the, the japanese one? theme song that yeah, no one know. knows <laughs> <laughs> but he so, takes off his hat and he's fully bald under there. <laughs> he's like a shiny like a Voltorb down there. Uh, but Pokemon's been formulaic for like, you know, our entire lives pretty much. And they've they've yeah. iterated on it in interesting enough ways. And, you know, it, it's been kind of a pretty rocky transition to 3D uh, like every other video game in the world does. Um, <laughs> but with Legends Arceus and Scarlet and Violet... And I'm going to say all this, you know, the asterisk of technical problems. Arceus right. isn't that bad in the grand scheme of things. And Scarlet and Violet it's, are it, like a truly broken product. The asterisk of uh, Nintendo should give this company more time to make these video games. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's not even Nintendo at that point. It's like Pokemon Company themselves. Mm-hmm. Because whoever, what, whoever the whatever executives are. Yeah. Uh, once you become the largest media franchise in the world, you kind of can't stop ever. I just think they should. I think that Pokemon brings in billions of dollars. They should throw a little bit more time and money at this. You'd at these think, games. One would think, uh, but with with Arceus and Scarlet and Violet, the technical issues. You know, I can look past those for the most part. Like I'm more of a gameplay, you know, music first kind of guy. And again, Arceus isn't that bad. Scarlet and Violet are a deeply broken game. But these are the best Pokemon games they've ever made, and it's not that close. Like, wow, th- they knocked it out of the park. It's like it, it really felt like they had been coasting ever since Gen Five to me. Black and White are like my favorite Pokemon games on the last games in the DS. It really felt like the kind of culmination of the series, and like you know, X and Y weren't that great. Sun and Moon were, yeah, they're all right. I didn't really like Sword and Shield that much. And then it felt like they stepped up to the plate with Legends RC and Scarlet and Violet, and they're like, all right, Babe Ruth time, and they just fucking knocked it out of the park in a major way. Like I genuinely have not had this much fun playing Pokemon in ten years. It it makes it me is, really. It really did. Uh, as as a person who who is surrounded by Pokemon lovers, but is not a Pokemon lover mm-hmm. themselves, I've always just been like. Come on, come on, give it to give it to them. Give them mm-hmm. a good one. Give them yeah. something cool. So when I will say, I remember us personally conversing when Legends Arceus was announced. It's, I was just like, this looks bad. Yep. This doesn't look very fun. Uh uh, but I've I've heard reports that it was quite fun. It 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 looks bad, but it is so much fun. Just like I, I don't know. They did a really, really good job of just making Pokemon, like, fully open world. Like, you don't have to, like, walk into the grass and then the tr- screen transitions into a battle. Like, no, the guy's just there and you just battle him and then you just, you know, move on to the next one. You're not, like, loading into a different arena or anything like that. Um, it's it's just great. Like, the musically, they're so much fun. Um, I love all the new Pokemon they designed. Like, I really feel like they haven't had many misses in pokemon like as far as designs go i feel like as they as, you know as they move on they have to make fewer and fewer designs and like 
as a result of that, they kind of hone in on more creative, unique designs that way. So, you know, again, I'm <laughs> stop me if I can start getting on my soapbox about how Gen 1 is bad. But you look at Grimer and Muck. What are what is that? Come on. Um, those are two. Those are two slimes. That's it, that's Grimer, a go- should- that's a gooby right there. But in in Scarlet and Violet, you have like one of my favorite Pokemon is a big metal worm that's like a subway car. And he just has this really doofy grin. And his name is Orthworm. I love him so much. They put my dog Jimmy in the game as Doxbun. Uh, it's just, it's very cool. It's very fun. It's just like what was your uh, what was your starter, Max? I went with my beautiful little duck. Oh, I, lo- I love Quaxley. He has cool hair. He definitely, honestly, I think all the final evolutions are like really good this generation. Uh, I didn't think I'd like his final evolution as much as I did, but he's, he's a cool dancing duck. He dances like uh, Linda from Bob's Birds, which is very funny to me. But uh, I, it's just I, I a always, fun game. I always, I always put my theoretical team in my head because I, I don't play these games. So I was like, oh, Fue, I like Fue Coco. Mm-hmm. Fue Coco was good. Um, and I was going to say some other Pokemon I'm liking, uh, but I forgot them all, unfortunately. Yeah. There's a lot They're of good, them. There's, there's over a thousand now. Isn't that wild? The Pokerap has gotten truly. Oh, Brian David Gilbert needs to do like yeah, DLC get, get for yeah, that Pokerap every single generation. <laughs> Where's Cleavor fit in there, huh? They yeah, Pokemon. You know, it's 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 Pokemon, but they just did a really really good job of like making it feel like how I thought Pokemon felt like when I was a kid, which is that's good. A, gen- a genuinely like astounding accomplishment. I think. I also heard that Toby Fox did some music. Toby, for- okay, yeah, Toby Light Motif Fox. Um, honestly, it, 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 he didn't do that many songs for the game in the grand scheme of things, but what happened was the main, like, kind of academy main town theme, I think the game designers, they, they're just such big fans of his work, and I guess they learned stuff while working with him, that they leitmotifed his theme into their own songs, so you hear, you hear this, this main melody throughout, like, the entire game, and it, like, it does the Undertale thing, where it, like, plays the main game theme for, like, the final battle, and it's just like, holy shit. Video game, huh? Video games are good. Video games are real, my friend. They made video games real this year. They um, did the it, 2022. Of, thanks, summer Jeff. Of Luigi. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Yeah. What's 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 your second? Okay. This one. This is a this is a controversial pick for game of the year. I think. Oh no. Uh, controversial. I think it's very funny to say this is a controversial pick because I think this was like the most popular game this year. Yeah, but I'm gonna agree with you though. <laughs> it's controversial. But I played this game when it came out, and uh-huh. I was in the middle. Uh, well, here's the context. I played yeah. this game when it came out, and I was in the middle of playing Final Fantasy XIV Heavensward Patch. And I said, ah, when I'm done with this game, I will go back to Final Fantasy XIV Heavensward, and I will play through the rest of the story. Yeah. Uh, in Heavensward 1, I put that game down and, uh, and played Heavensward, and then mm. I never looked back, and I said, I don't want to play this game anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh and then I picked it up because I had fuck all the play, and it, it, it something clicked with me. And all of my complaints about this game uh, that I have that I will bring up in a moment uh, still stand, but I do, do still really like it. And it, mm-hmm. uh, and objectively, like when I look at my year and the games that I played, Elden Ring is definitely like near the top. game it's a good game okay first of all elden ring is a good game nobody is yeah. saying this i will say it number two elden ring is a flawed game quite flawed. Uh, i think 
quite flawed. Um, I think it's it's uh, it's FromSoft's the most ambitious game they've ever made. Uh-huh. Um, and I think some of their ambitions got away from them. I, th- I think it's I think too ambitious. It's too much game uh, is my first big complaint. There's too much of it. It's too big. Um, and my other big complaint about FromSoft, uh, about Elden Ring, is that once you, like... I think if you see once you see it once, that's it. Like there is an illusion of of rewards. This is my this is like my biggest problem with Elden Ring. Yeah. Once you realize that the game has very little to actually give you, because it's a FromSoft game and you're probably just picking your favorite build and you're rolling with yeah. it. You yeah, can yeah, respawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But once you realize that at the end of that dungeon is a spell or a staff yeah. or a weapon that you're it's, not going to use. It's like I don't I don't need a fucking hammer. I don't need a hammer. Give me, give me some lore. Give me, like, I know the hammer has lore, but like, give me something, give me something meaty. Give me something substantial. Like I would go in, I'd grab the smithing stones and I'd leave. And it's like, there's, there's so much game. There's so much of it. And so much of it, not all of it, but so much of it is just like, why is this here? Why are there 1 million catacombs? And why are there 1 million? But, but Max, the stuff that's there. Oh, when the highs are high. When the highs are high, they, I, I, the, the, the degree at which there are sites in this game that will make your jaw drop to the floor. Oh my god! When you enter the Eternal City for the, the first time, big elevator, or the Seal for Rither, of like, like those moments, those moments are seared into my brain forever. Uh-huh. And like people, one thing that everyone loves about Dark Souls and Dark Souls uh, 3 and, and Bloodborne and stuff, it's like, oh, I can look over the horizon and you can see the next area <laughs> You see area that mountain, looming. you can climb it. Yeah, but Elden Ring is literally that. It's like, it's like you walk out and you see Raya Lucaria in the distance and you know that's where you've you got to go. You go visit Lucario. You go visit Lucario and you have a very bad time running back to Renala when you when you die to her. Yeah, that's like the only run up. It's It's like... I, you, you walk out and, oh, you can walk forward and you can turn right and, oh, there's some rivers in the swamp. Oh, look, it's George R. R. Martin's house. I opened his cool treasure chest that says, do not open. Oh, I'm in hell. That I got transported was, to hell. When you get warped over to Kaelid at the beginning, that was like the funny shit. That's the other thing is this game has big time Breath of the Wild disease where the first, like, 10 hour, everything up to market is so, like, perfect and yes. beautifully crafted like just uh-huh. they they wanted that first 10 hours to it, 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 it is the most luscious vertical slice it is so perfect it's like everything that the game wants you to to know about itself is taught to you this at this point and and just by like just by uh by by nature of how the game is once it opens up more it it just becomes a little more thin but once again the stuff that's there, the st- the legacy dungeons, the the story, by the way, the lore, yeah, is oh delicious. yeah, so good, delectable. Like, it is it is incredible, and I think like like Elden Ring is a game that I will probably never replay. I don't think that it's worth a second playthrough, uh, but I will think about the. Uh, I will go back and watch the lore videos for sure. Yeah, hop hop uh, back in when the DLC comes out. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, there's just a, there's a lot to like about Elden Ring, and a, and a lot to to crinkle your nose at a little bit. But I I think when I finished it, I was I I felt <laughs> gorged. Yeah, <laughs> I felt like it, I it was good. The biggest no more. problem with it is so much fun I derive from Dark Souls games of like replaying it with different builds. 
Yeah. And, you know, I, I every year I have my Bloodborne Tober. Um, oh, Max. Hey. I finally did the damn thing. You did? You did? I, you met my friend I Ludwig. I finally, finally played the Bloodborne DLC this year in Bloodborne Tober. So, oh my god. I I went from Bloodborne and I went from Orphan of Kos to picking up Elden Ring and and uh and yeah, Jesus Christ. What a good yep. deal. What a, is that the best DLC ever made for a game? Old Hunters it's like Old Hunters or it's like one of the new Vegas DLCs like like Old Hunters is is like Bloodborne is one of my favorite games ever. It's my, maybe number 2 for It me is my it number, is my number 2. Or no, it's my um, number 3. Uh but Old Hunters like it having not played it Having not like sat down and played it because I just I just never had the time to do a full playthrough up to that point, it just felt felt like the most beautiful like dessert course. Yeah, and the yeah. game kind of feels unfinished without playing it at, at this Honestly. point. Honestly, like, it, it it it's okay. Anyway, back to Elden Ring. Back to yeah, Elden yeah. Ring. It, the, the biggest problem with Elden Ring for me is that there's so much of it that the idea of replaying it with a different build almost feels like a chore because you know you're committing like sixty to eighty hours of that game just to try it with a different build. And it's just like, I know that you can respec. You can go to Renala and like crawl inside her It's very her generous egg. too. I, 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 I did the, the, I did, I did a quest line. I, I try to be spoiler light, I guess, just for yeah. anyone who hasn't, hasn't played. Um, if you're living I did under a, quest a rock. Line, <laughs> I did a quest line that, that got me a very cool weapon at the end of it. Um, and I was like, I need to use this weapon. This is so cool. So <laughs> the entire game was me getting to that one weapon because I love that weapon so much. And uh, and by the way, that weapon is unbelievably broken. It's so good. It's so good. You can trivialize uh, that weapon plus mimic tier. Oh oh uh, oh! Me me and my buddy, let's go. Me, <laughs> I every time I use mimic tier, I said to myself. <laughs> If no one else got my back, I know me got my back. Best part is, Jordan, you've been playing it. That's post-nerf mimic tier. I know it's post-nerf. Like, Godskin Duo, people hate that boss. Me and my buddy, me. Me and, me our, and, and our Dark Moon Greatsword. <laughs> they make him go away. Goodbye. Make him go away. It, it's just like, uh, you can respec, but you're so deep into the game that it's so hard to kind of... I like. I feel like I'm not adjust, getting a full experience. Yeah. Re- yeah, I have to start the game fresh with a new playstyle in order to adjust to that. This game is very much like um, you know the people. Me, by the way, uh-huh. this is why I bounced off it so hard. Um, my first playthrough because I am a Dark Souls from Soft player who I am pick up. I take my starting sword or the first great sword I find. I take it through the whole game. Yeah, or like. Or like, uh, I think Dark Souls through my last playthrough, I just used the Hollow Slayer greatsword for the whole game. Mm-hmm. Uh, no summons, no magic. Nope. Uh, no. Just me and my no big sword. No co-op. Just me and my big sword. Uh, and if you do that in Elden Ring, uh, you're likely to have a bad time. And it's something I, 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 I've been going back and forth on in my head so much about, like, do your Ash summons trivialize the boss fights? Or do the boss fights make you very unhappy if you don't use Ash Summon. If you don't, right. Except for one, which is, I think, is a genuinely unfair fight a little bit, but... It's uh, a, it's a really unpleasant fight. Um, I did, I did, I did... You know how there's some Dark Souls fights where they're so miserable that when you beat them, you just... You're you're not even happy. (sighs) I did get up and do a little, a little dance when I beat Melania, so... I, yeah, I, I did, and that took me like five fucking days of playing that goddamn fight and, and dying to waterfowl dance. Oh, God. Oh, but anyway, oh. 
like I'm going back and I'm thinking about it and I'm thinking about like finding the Halleck tree, thinking about f- getting to Lane Dell for the first uh-huh. time. How Mike Lane, Lane Dell <laughs> hitting him with a big funny pillow. I'm thinking about the 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 final boss before you go into the Erd Tree. That phase transition and what th- kinds of moves he does to oh, you. It's so dude, cool, please stop Max. playing for my grandpa. He's so strong. He's so strong. Like that is why I love Elden Ring, and that is the things that I will remember. And I won't remember all the copy pasted fucking. Yeah, I'm catacombs. not gonna. I'm not gonna remember fucking. Royal Grave Crystal, number 32. Raya Lucaria Crystal Cave, or the one that's full of all the poison plants. What I will remember is... is, is I'll remember the like, Lake of Rot. I'll remember uh, every square inch of Volcano Manor, which is oh, like one God. of my favorite that legacy. Place kicks I, ass. It's so it's good. It's so cool. I hate it's so mean. It's so unfair, that area. And the boss is so cool as well. I think that was... Uh, the best gimmick the, fight they've done. Yeah, that was the best gimmick. I was thinking back to Yorm in Dark Souls 3. It's just better Yorm. It's just like what I wanted Yorm to be. Oh, man. Like, this is the thing about Elden Ring. I spent all year complaining about Elden Ring, and then I played it, and now I'm talking about it, and all I can do is get excited and think about it more. It's a it happy really has a lot of, of it. It has a lot of sticking power, for sure. Um, I hope they don't do- bad luck. <laughs> I hope they don't do it again. No, yeah, f- enough. enough don't ever this. do- Give me another- Don't ever do this again. Give me another, like, action-focused title like Sekiro, please, and thank you. They, I mean, I've been really, uh, because my, you know me, my hobby is to read things and get mad at things. Of course. And uh, I've been really luxuriating and, like, bathing, like a, like a, like a hedonistic Roman emperor in the articles are that are like, is Armored Core 6 gonna be Dark Souls? No, is it gonna be, am I gonna have to gonna... summon, is Patches? Actually, Patches wasn't Armored Core <laughs> character first, I, that's, that's, a, that's a funny thing. Um, <laughs> is is there gonna be bonfires in What's this one? What's the Darkmoon Greatsword of Armored Core? Uh, but I'm very excited. I never, I never played an Armored Core game, but but uh, FromSoft makes them, makes them good. It's so I will be, yeah. You know, it's, it's one of those devs, like, I saw a post that was uh, the other day that's like, what's a what's a dev that, that no matter what your interest in their games is, if you see their name on a game, you buy it. And for me, it's like From Software and RGG Studios. Uh-huh. It was it's Platinum us- for me. <laughs> oh, Past no! <laughs> Max, I didn't like Bayonetta 3 that much. Yeah, I heard it I wasn't like great. It. I didn't, I barely got into it. I just didn't, it just didn't do it for me. I don't know what happened. I don't hey, know what happened, Max. You either die a hero, parentheses, Bayonetta 2, or live long enough oh, to see yourself man. become the villain, parentheses, like, Bayonetta this is, 3. This is what we were talking about Bayonetta uh, 2 a while ago, I remember. It was like, Bayonetta 2 is like the perfect platinum oh, game. They just so everything. Good. It was just refined to a razor's edge. How, how could they make it better? And the answer is, they didn't. They couldn't. <laughs> They couldn't. It's not as good as Bayonetta 2. And I, I don't think that Bayonetta 3 is probably a very bad game. But I think that it's not as good as Bayonetta it's, 2. It's too much it, to stand to. And I've I've heard that the story is fucking terrible. Yeah. I've heard that oh. this... I don't know how it ends, but I've heard that if you like Bayonetta, you'll hate the way that Bayonetta 3 ends. It's not so, ideal. Anyway. Uh, anyway, thanks for thanks for uh, harshing my vibe. For, yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> my, my mistake. Um... <laughs> All right, here's a game that I know that we've talked about recently, and stop me if this is going to be your third pick. I think this is my third pick, but... All right, but... but, but, in, in, but well, in that uh, case, though, in that case, though, I got, I got something else, I got something else. Uh, yeah. Jordan, you like uh, dinosaurs, dragons... I do. Things I do. of that nature. 
I do like those things. Did that come out this year? It did. Uh, it did. Right. Because what if it I told you you could defeat such a creature and then wear it? Could I? Could I hunt? Could I hunt some of these monsters? You could hunt some monsters. Rise, Sunbreak. I did. I did play. I did play a fair amount of this. I didn't beat it. You didn't beat uh, it. I mean, I'm not going to be going into spoilers, but it's yeah. always a joy to to don my sword and shield, uh, my new favorite weapon, by the way. Sword. It's uh, so good. The utility you get of just being like a little guy zooming around with that weapon. Bah! It's with a shield bash right in the face. Bah! Like, oh, oh, you, you have to you have to sheath to use items. Ha <laughs> ha! Watch this. Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak continues in the uh the monster hunter rise tradition of just adding new shiny like quality of uh-huh. life or, new toys. or cool new toys to play with and uh and new monsters to kill and i think that's that's great <laughs> i like it um what were some of the new there was a big crab so okay well, like the big that, crab. that's actually a pretty old monster that's from second gen but oh. yeah it brings oh, back, no. so so the, the the main new ones the the whole game was kind of they're the uh, like they're the like the the, the, the the big three what the fuck yeah, they the were like three. these three monsters um so they, they did this cool thing where the new map the citadel is huge maybe the biggest map they've had in the whole series um outside of like you know world's weird big maps but like it, it kind of was split into three distinct biomes. You had kind of a like mossy foresty area. You had a very cold frozen mountain cave area. And then you had a uh, vampire Dracula castle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the three big monsters that they added in the DLC kind of reflect each of these areas. So you have Garen Golm, AKA the Donkey Kong. That's what killed us when we tried to talk about Donkey Kong country. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> this, this big like mossy stone ape guy that, his whole thing That's is... the one that I I never. That was the guy that I I did not uh, <laughs> I did not beat. Sorry, I just saw a post. I just saw a post that I will send to you. Uh, yeah, later. And on I will me. describe the post. Uh, <laughs> it's an Elden Ring post. Oh and it hell says, yeah! Where where here it is? It says Sir Gideon Offnir. <laughs> I'm about to go fight the Tarnished. Post the video after. <laughs> yeah. And then it responds. I got my ass beat, bro. I'm not posting that shit. <laughs> <laughs> that I, I, I bodied I, him in that fight. He did not stand a when chance. When he showed up, I was so I was so sad about it. I was like, no, no. Oh, I was just like, no. all right, motherfucker. You've been sitting here learning about the bosses I fight. I fought them. I was there. You're going I down, old to, man. I just wanted to talk to you about the lore. <laughs> I need to come to this. Tell me about Melania. Uh, so let's see. You got you got big monkey Garen Golm. He's cool. He punches into the ground and he'll like. One of his fists will be covered in like mossy water, and the other will be covered in lava. So he kind of has like a dual element thing going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I guess all of these monsters kind of have this sort of transformation theme going on. Uh, That's cool. also m- movie monster theme going on because Garen Golm is a sort of Frankenstein-looking creature uh, in terms of like blocky and green. I guess it's a little tenuous. Uh, then there's Luna Garon, who is basically a werewolf, but when he gets all howly and scary, he gets covered in like a spiky ice armor. Um, that's and it has cool. a very cool, unique move set. Like you know, you know my good friend Zenogre. 
We like Zenogre. Uh, it's like well, it's some people Z- don't like Zenogre. Yeah, I like Zenogre. some people are fools. But um, it's it's like if you fought a Zenogre that was like on its hind legs the whole fight. Mm-hmm. It's that's it's really cool. Yeah, a lot. It's very acrobatic. And then the main one is Malzano, who is like the cover elder dragon of the game. Who's like is they turn Dracula into a dragon, and his theme has like harpsichord and organs, and you know it's 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 fucking oh, vampire shit. music. It's like Castlevania uh, music. Yeah, he's so cool though because he he inflicts you with this new status element. So you hadn't gotten this far to to find out about it, Jordan. It's called Blood Blight. Um, what it does is, and it is. It is such, it's like a Bloodborne Sekiro type thing. It is like basically Capcom. It's a, it's not even a nerf. It's Capcom saying, all right, go nuts because it makes your potions. You don't get healed as much. You hear heal barely any from potions, but every attack you make heals you. Oh, well, that's so it's very like, kind of, that's very nice of him to, uh, to do that for you. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're going to give me blood blight. All right, asshole. Thank it's you. Re- and then you just start rallying. hacking away. Yeah, just um, shoot a uh, shoot a little cheeky uh, uh, flash bomb at them, and then go to town. Yeah, it's just it's it's more Monster Hunter, and there's like I don't even need to say more than that because you know what Monster Hunter is. It's more of it. They brought back they brought back some really great uh, old favorites, specifically the biggest one that everyone hooted and hollered for was Gormagala, uh, which is the sort of main cover monster of Monster Hunter Four. Who is this cool, like shadowy kind of edgelord looking goth dragon um, that is just the juvenile form of Shigaru Magala, who is this beautiful, golden, shimmering, radiant, uh, like god of destruction style elder dragon that just has like black energy blasts. It's all like flinging purple globs at you. Really great. When are they going to bring back the big robot? Oh my god, I don't, they they never will because they, Capcom hates bringing back like, unique final bosses from their older games in the new that's fair like i wouldn't want to i mean yeah i wouldn't want to have to fight like (laughs) zora magdaros again oh god but the problem is atal ka would be perfect for rise because the wire bugs would just make it when it goes robot form and you can just wire bug up it and around it would be the sickest thing in the uh, world we're just playing uh shadow the colossus at that point just climbing around anyway i'm just very excited we love it I'm very excited for uh, for every time new Monster Hunter happens. So I'm very excited for you know we know that Monster Hunter Six I, is on the horizon. I, we don't know yeah. when, but well, it'll it'll yeah yeah. It, I guess Rise I mean, was technically Monster Hunter Six. No, right? Ra- is it Monster? Is Monster was Hunter Five. 6? Yeah, but I thought Rise was like a mid release, oh, like a. Yeah. It's yeah, not a mainline entry, and I think because it's a Switch exclusive or was a Switch exclusive. Yeah, who knows? It's, that, it's on every console now, which is kind of crazy. Good for Capcom yeah. that RE engine. Yeah, I don't know when they announce Monster Hunter Worlds plural next year. That'll I guess that'll be the true start of Gen Six, and they're gonna they're gonna look at the screen and say this one's for you, Max, and you're gonna be able to go underwater again. It's gonna be called Monster Hunter Horizon Worlds. And Monster do Hunter. You want to go underwater? <laughs> I do. Wanna, I had fun with it on the 3DS because I was a longsword like, main, and that was the only good weapon underwater. I was gonna say, isn't that like the most de- most despised mechanic in all of Monster sure Hunter? Sure is. The, was the underwater okay? But uh, the monsters were cool. You got to fight like a big puffer fish. He was nice. Cool. I would rather just fight the big puffer fish above water. Oh, sad. Just have him flying around like a like ah, a my Palumu. friend Palumu. I love Palumu. Love Paluma. I love Paluma's armor. Yeah, a big, big. You got like a like a fluffy sort of like fluffy a captain's hat parade conductor. It's great. Uh, okay, Jordan last, hit last, me with that number three. Number three. Number three. Number, number three. three. 
Uh, number three is a late, 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 late entry into 2022 of my games I played, but uh, it's a little game called Tunic. We've been talking about this game a lot. Um, I don't... This is going to be hard, because this is a game I do not want to ruin for anybody, because I think everyone should play it. It's on Game Pass. Pause the episode, go in blind, play all of Tunic, 12 hours later, come back and resume the episode. Let me... How about about this? How about this? I want to talk about this for, like... I want to talk about, like, the first... I want to talk about, like, the first five minutes of Tunic. Yep. And then I will, I will, we will make it, put a big spoiler warning, and then we will talk about, like, the last five hours of Tunic. Yeah, 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 we'll do the Is Smash Brothers, the, the Smash Brothers, like, character siren. That's okay. when you have to, like, skip around. So, Tunic is a game that looks kind of like, uh, it's like a, a very charming, uh, Legend of Zelda-esque. Mm-hmm. Very of, Zelda-esque. It's got very, very, very intentionally Zelda-esque. Kind of, uh, it's it's definitely got the Dark Souls in there. It's definitely oh, yeah. got Dark Souls with the uh, with the way the combat works. It's you know kind of dodge focused, stamina management, um, punishing combat. Uh, when you die, you can get your ghost and pick it up. And I learned uh, after I had completed the game that picking up your ghost is an attack that does damage. I didn't know that until the after I beat the game. Oops. Uh huh. Oops. Um, oops. Uh, and I think the the really uh, cool draw to Tunic. Um, besides playing as a cute little fox and, you know, the, the Zelda of it is that, uh, the game tells you fuck all about itself. Um, it doesn't give you any form of tutorial, but what it does give you is maybe, and I don't want I know we, I know we, uh, I know we deal in superlatives here a Uh lot. No, this is, this is going Uh, into the slappers only hall of fame for sure. This is maybe the coolest, uh, this is maybe the coolest collectible in a video game ever I've ever played. Uh-huh. Uh, because what you are collecting in Tunic is the actual instruction manual for the game itself, page by page. Now, I think it's there's there's like 50-odd pages to get. Yeah. Uh, but when you get them, by the way, uh, the entire game is ri- written in its own alphabet that you do not know how to read. Nope. So can't translate that shit, I don't think. It is translatable. Uh, so I've is heard. It? Oh, okay. Yes. No, I, I think you can translate individual letters. I don't know if you can translate full sentences. You can. You can read everything. Shit, fuck. Everything Hell is, yeah. This game's even can, better now. Can, my, uh, I, I, my, I, I bought this game for my oldest brother for, uh, for, for the holidays, and he sent me a picture of, uh, of how he figured out, um, and I can tell you afterwards one of the things you can do. Uh, but anyways, uh, the whole, uh, for a new player, and for a person who has a life and doesn't want to sit there and figure out an alphabet, the instructions are illegible, and mm. everything you have everything you have is pieced together through context. So, like, even the most basic, you know, you can figure out things on your own. Like, obviously, you can figure out how to attack, move, uh-huh. roll. But, but like, the more extreme... Well, here's an example. Here's a, I, got a, I got an achievement. I think you this happens to a lot of people who played this game. I was just running around, and I got an achievement that said, you did a special attack. Yeah. And I was like, what did I do? <laughs> what did I do? I don't know what 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 buttons did I press to make that achievement happen. 
Um, and I didn't find out once again for like <coughs> hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of the game because you, this game is like uh, 20, 25 it's like, it's hours like 20, long. Yeah. May, it depends on how much completion you want to do. Mm-hmm. And like even up until the, you know, the late stages of the game, you're still picking up these, these, these booklets uh, with, with the, you know, the maps and all this different stuff on it. So it's just like, one of my favorite things in a game, and I, and I think I've said this on the show before, is uh, a game where it's like a lock and key, but the mm-hmm. lock, the key to the lock is is information or knowledge. Uh, this is why I love, uh, uh, this is why I love Outer Wilds so much. Oh, yeah. It's because you could, it is, it is, it is theoretically possible to start Outer Wilds and then go and beat the game 10 minutes after you started it it is doable but you can't do it because you don't know the things you need to do to beat the game you don't know the win condition yeah like there's things in tunic that that remind me of that a lot i i love how you're given the pages of the manual in such a way that you think you're just getting random pages but like every page like i think the first thing you get is like the map of the first area and every area has a map and like your map screen is literally opening the instruction booklet and then like a little fox icon appears of where you are um you've got to i love i love the presentation of the booklet too we got so good and like when you do you zoom in and see the print colors it's so good it's 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 just like that what a, it's such a treasured uh, item whenever you see a page because yes. it's it's beautifully like rendered and it's and like the the sound and the the graphics of the pages flipping and all the the art on the the pages is so oh, it's so good so, the, the little pen and then, doodles and you don't know you don't know when you're gonna find something that's going to be incredibly important later in the game either which is just like chef's kiss like like oh. I'll pick up, you know, one of the things you can get, I don't feel like this is a major spoiler, is like a yeah. map. And yeah. it's like, yeah. well, I don't even know what this, I don't know what this place is. I just yeah, yeah a it's, it's a map. It's like, what the fuck is the cathedral? Like, I'm in a field. Right. I'm, in a, I'm in a field. Like, what are these? Or you'll see a map that's like, do not go here. You will die. And it's like, I don't Experience. even know where that is. Yeah, it's 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 the 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 sense of exploration. And also, I think that, this game really does a good job of capturing what people, you know, we're, you're, you're older than me, uh, by a couple of years. Uh, I was not, I was not alive in the time of like original Zelda or the, t- and, and I only like, you know, I, I grew up in the early ages of, of looking shit up on the internet, uh, yeah. you know, game facts and stuff. Oh um, yeah. Love game facts. So, so this game is very much, uh, sort of trying to capture the, the idea of like sharing information yeah or even like like looking it up that's that to me seems like a perfectly lo- uh, perfectly acceptable way to play right. this game because that's the kind of game it is but yeah. i will say that the hidden secrets are not super bullshit it's not bombing yeah. every wall i think there are maybe well I don't there know. are I there are there walls, but like nothing is essential. It's just like oh, you got some more items, like disposable right. like, combat items. It's nothing. It's it, it's it's very much like the the secrets and stuff that this game has has hidden are are much more meaningful and and cool than than uh, than just like I I have to walk around bombing every wall. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. We have talked about the we have talked about the surface level discussion of of Tunic. If you have not played Tunic. Game Pass, right now. It's Go play there. it. It's so good. It's like a $20 um, game otherwise. I, 
I will also say that I think that even if you know some of the deeper uh, things about Tunic, this game is still worth playing because yep. it is uh, it is so fun. The experience. Uh, but, the, the so if you have not played Tunic, go away. If you don't care that we're about to talk about some stuff, uh, go away. Yeah, check the, uh, check the time code in the description. Now I need to talk about why Tunic is my game of the year. Oh, it's okay. so fucking good. This game is secretly Fez. Uh, it's Fezel. It's Fezelda. This, this is this is Fezelda Souls. Uh-huh. Um, it halfway th- about halfway through the game, or maybe two thirds of the yeah, way yeah, through the game of like exploring and getting the crystals and getting the fighting the bosses and and you go down you. The, the by the way, the first time you figure out that those gold pads are teleporters to the far shore is like the coolest thing. Uh, when you say, "I wonder what happens if I prey on this thing," oh, yeah, oh. oh, and then you go and let the final boss out, and then she kills you, and you turn yeah. into a ghost, and then the game just becomes a puzzle game for a while. Then, yeah, um, it's oh, it's so, oh, it's so great. It's the coolest shit I ever seen, and like the 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 mystery of solving. What the like the phrase "Holy Cross" and a "Golden Path" just like light my brain I'm on fire. I'm gonna refer to every controller's D-pad as a "Holy Cross." It's the Holy Cross. Now. It's the funny. It's the coolest shit ever. Like the the other thing I love about 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 Tunic uh, is that like the 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 way that that game is worded is so good because it. The, I understood how to solve the puzzles before I understood that the Holy Cross was simply referring to the deep end. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's a Holy Cross puzzle. That's just the ones where you got to put the put the directions in. No, nope, mm-hmm. it's because it's the puzzles you solve using the D-pad. It, using the Holy Cross. Uh, did, Which you could. Hmm? Did you find the room that let you change color? Yes, I found okay. it. And I didn't know that it let me change color. I was like, why is my fox wearing a different color shirt? Yeah, like, no, it's cool. an hour I, later. The, the fun part is if you change the fur color, it changes your map icon to match that fur color. It's very cute. That's really cute and good. Um, this game has the coolest puzzle in a video game ever. It, oh, uh, my God. Oh, oh, again, it's like the satisfaction of like completing the road in Death Stranding. Like when you f- when, when ev- down. the final piece locks into place. I feel like everyone has everyone who's played tu- plates tunic either has a piece of paper or a file saved to their computer. Yeah, like a little with, like a note on their phone with that puzzle solved in it, and that is like a treasured a treasured icon now, like a treasured thing that you will keep because it is like it is the culmination of your mm-hmm. experience playing tunic is is that solution to that puzzle. Oh, and it is, so it is good, amazing. Um, and there's more, there's more, Max. Like I said, the whole language is decipherable. Here's one thing that you can do. I did not think about this. Mm. Okay. In the instruction book, there is a picture of a controller and it tells you the controls and there's a word at the top of the page. What do you think that word is at the top of the page with the picture of the controller on it? What is it in every fucking video game? It says uh, controls, Max. Controls. And left trigger is, is shield. And, and, like, A is roll, and you can use this to piece together and, and the language. And that's the decide. Oh, that's so... You know what? You I like You have to use that. reference letters to, to piece together. And the way the language works, Max, uh, is that um, the in... It's all hex based on hexagons. Yes. The outer lines of the hexagons are the vowel sounds, and the inner runes of the hexagons are, are oh, the consonants. Oh, that's so good. And it's phonetic. So it's, like, she, ol, duh. Or That's something, so and, and then the lines down the middle are just to break up words. So you can actually read every single piece of text in Tunic. People have, by the way, 
translated the entire, the entire instruction booklet. I, so if you want to read through it, you can. I um, would pay so much money if like for fan a real gamer. Oh my god! If if I could buy the real tunic instruction <laughs> booklet, I would like fucking have that framed on my wall. I'd buy I two: would, one to look at, one to frame. Oh my god! I want it so bad. Oh fuck! It's just the coolest thing. Uh, like no game before has ever given me as a player more of a sense of like satisfaction than when you hear the little fairy yeah sound pop and you say i did this puzzle right what were your favorite fairy puzzles by the way um oh there there's one that you get um i really liked the one you're like in a cave i don't remember if you got a fairy from it this might just be one of the holy cross puzzles um but you're in a cave and it's like a watery cave and like the 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 reflection of like the ripples in the water dancing along the walls is like the holy cross path you have to take to solve that room. That That's that cool. one sticks love, in my head real good. I, I I it's really great when you think about the fact that those puzzles are looking at you the whole game and you don't know the whole like, game. Uh, oh. The rug, the rug in the library. My there are yes! two ones. The, my two favorites, I think, are the windmill. That one, like I oh, you were stuck to, on the windmill for quite a while. I was confused by it. Um, and then there's one where you're in a room and there's a like it's totally dark. You can dash over to the treasure chest and there's like I don't know a berry in it. But yeah. around the room is a unseen path, and following along that path reveals the direction. It's that's the shape you need to holy cross uh-huh. in. It, oh, oh my god! And the wind chime puzzle is really good too. The wind, the wind chime is great. It's it's so good. It's there's, just, I remember there's just, one where like you walk. I remember you like go behind a waterfall, I think, and it's a cave, and you just see like one of the game like little enemies walking in a you path. Gotta follow the path of the yeah. Enemy. You just gotta fucking like Simon says him basically, and and uh, yes, apparently to find all of the fourteen fairy treasures, that does apparently require at least a basic knowledge of of the game's runic language, mm-hmm. which is apparently called Trunic. That's good. That's cute. I like. Did that you a know, lot. Max, that there is an even deeper secret? There is a secret room. There's a secret like tower. I saw. Yeah, I, I, like, I got there. Know, I got all the secret treasures. You got all the secret treasures. Did you find the website? Yeah, that that was like. And the website has an even more secret language that the people I think are still working on translating. Yeah, we still don't. We still haven't. That, that's when we get to play Tunic Two. Um. The apparently the game's like sound designer, uh, he posted on Twitter because he was like, "There's been enough time between this game. I think we can talk bluntly about some of these yeah. mysteries." And he talks about the language which they refer to as Trunic, and then mm-hmm. he talks about his uh, the hidden sound language, the waveform language, which he calls Tunic, like T U N E. Oh, that's so a good, good episode to do on this podcast. Yeah, we should talk be. about it. I will say, um, hold on, no, mm-hmm. this is still in spoiler territory. Yeah, uh, the. Tunic is really interesting because when you start, like, musically specifically, um, when you start out uh, Tunic, it's very, you know, it's Zelda, it's cute, it's indie, like, indie game, like, you know, charming, isometric, you know, and the music, it definitely reflects that. You don't realize just how creepy the game gets. Oh my god, it's terrifying. It's so scary after certain points, and the music is really emblematic of that. Like when you go to the quarry and the miasma and the and the the ziggurat and the cathedral, and the game just gets so creepy. I love that shit. It's so, so great. fucking good. Holy shit! I think we can. I think we can. Yeah, we can bring it back. Yeah, play tunic. Um, if you haven't played tunic, uh, and you should be back by now. Hour sixteen. 
Um, we're done talking about spoilers. I'm very excited because I've 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 spent more time talking about Tunic. Uh, this is this is my favorite game of the year. Uh, I don't know about you, Max. Is this is this your what is your game of the year? Well, I mean, here, my game of the year is Xenoblade Three, but that's a, that's okay. a foregone conclusion, of course. Um, can we can we put can we can we put Tunic as as our game? Oh, absolutely, we can. We I was going to say that's okay. the very same. Yeah. All right, then Tunic is our slappers only game of the year. Uh, there it is. Please play Tunic. Yeah. I just don't think I think you know Tunic was Tunic was like a success for sure, but I just don't feel like enough people are talking about it. Yeah. So please go play. T- please play please Tunic. Go play Tunic. Um, hey, do, do Jordan, do you want to do some, like, Ani Menchies of games that, like, we don't have that much to talk about just to mention that you played and had fun? Yes, I actually have a couple that I, I yeah. really want to bring up. Um, number one, Pentiment. Oh, um, I st- I'm so, I, I got to, like, partway through Act 1 and, like, haven't touched it because what the I'm, fuck came out. Something I know, came I out. need to, I need to, to finish that game. That game is beautiful. It's, 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 it's. It's got a lot of really cool shit in it. The art style is amazing. Um, if you don't know, it is a. Uh, actually, you know what? I don't really want to. I don't really want to like reveal too much about the game, but I'll just say it's a mystery game set in like 15th century Holy Roman Empire, and the whole game is presented through a medieval art. Yes. And like scribe, like a uh, the like uh, what's it called? The monk scribes. Uh, yeah, the, the way people talk in text boxes that are being handwritten. Oh, but my favorite Max is if you talk to the typesetters, they chunk yes. and all of their text just. Put, oh, it's so good. <laughs> when, when 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 someone like starts writing in the wrong uh, in in the wrong font and it has to be erased and started over, it's so great. So good, I love that shit, and uh, it, it's just a really great game. With it, it it, it kind of to me, and I I hate I I really hate saying this because mm-hmm. it's such a like a it's such a bad. I played that this year too. Uh, Max, I also played Disco Elysium this year. I another I game that I've like that. barely started and never and hadn't wouldn't. Fell uh, Disco off Elysium is Disco Elysium is is best game, one of the best games ever made. But anyway, this game kind of reminds me of like a a. It kind of reminds me of Disco Elysium in a, in a in a couple ways. Uh, partially just in in the way that the main character is written. He's kind of a he's kind of a he's kind of a hot mess of a he's guy. He's like a Bavarian Harry Dubois. He's just a Bavarian Harry Dubois. Uh, but, but also just like the way that you can, like you, the way the dialogue works where you can make bad choices and kind of make an ass of yourself and, and like every, the, the way you get to pick your backstory is like, oh, it's, it's be a like, casual uh, conversation. Mr. Yeah. They're like, Andreas, where did you go to college? And it'd be like, oh, I studied in, uh, I studied in Denmark and I studied theology and engineering. Mm-hmm. And then you can. And then every single time you get one of those choices, it makes Andres the the most annoying piece of shit you've ever met. Where he's just yeah. like, actually, um, I believe if you have quoted the scripture, you would find, uh, uh, brother Fenric, that actually, uh, the Bible says this, and then yeah. he says, "Shut the fuck up, Andreas. I hate you." You know, when I was vacationing in Italy, <laughs> you're talking to these people who are like, "Brother Andreas, we have no food. We can't yeah. pay our rent," and you're like. This reminds me of when I was in Flanders and I was I was suppering with the High Lord and I was right. making some art. <laughs> He's insufferable. He's the worst. Just wait till you get to Act Two. Oh my God, uh, that game's really good. I want to give a shout out to a game I barely played, but I liked it. Um, what I've seen and I can't wait to play more of it. Which is just like a couple days ago, I started playing Citizen Sleeper. Ah, oh, that's 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 on my list of uh, things I want to play, not have. Uh, it reminds me of you were talking about dicey dungeons about like yes. controlling your luck. 
And so the whole gimmick of Citizen Sleeper is that at the start of each in-game day, you get a bunch of dice randomly rolled, and you can... So the rolls themselves are random, but the way you spend them is not. So it's like, if I really want to make this thing happen, I can spend one of my high dices, and if I don't care that if I fail something i can i can use one of my low dices yeah. and that's just pretty cool yeah again um, very dicey dungeons very dicey dungeons i like that uh those are my two animations of this year's releases uh-huh what do you got uh i got i got a couple so i, I want a big shout out to my my pink friend kirby uh oh yeah that did we, come out this year we, we talk about games that you know have rocky transitions from 2d to 3d and i feel like kirby did a really damn good job with it like pretty much sticking the landing um it's kirby in 3d and i i think the kind of like simple nature of kirby lends itself really well to that kind of transition like people complained that oh the copy abilities don't have movesets anymore you just kind of do one or two things and it's like well yeah i mean i don't want the complexity of like you know a full four or five pages of moves i can do with the doctor ability when it just makes more sense to use press b to shoot a pill and that's it like it doesn't need right. to be complicated it needs to just be a refined like simple experience like they weren't crazy ambitious with it it was just like let's see if we can you know really effectively translate a 3d kirby level or 2d kirby level into 3d and by jove they've done it so well i really 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 like that game very fun um my other big ani menchi is uh a game that grabbed me so much more than i thought it would so i like car games i like going fast tracy chapman style i didn't actually this is a thing i never knew about you is that you're kind of into car games yeah just That's only really a little bit it's a, it's a never, very private facet up. of my life um but need for speed unbound came out this year the, the latest oh you know, yeah the, that came out like really recently too it came it? out like about a month and a half ago and like honestly d- don't buy a game at full price ever because uh, like mm-hmm. in two weeks it'll be discounted like 40% off and you'll be able to get it for like 40 bucks which is real nice um, right but uh, th- that game I don't know it just grabbed me so well it has like an actual story it has really good progression where you never really have that much money to like buy and upgrade cars with you're kind of always like having to hustle and having to like push your luck and th- the whole game is like each week you're working to like a qualifier to this one big race to like win back the car that your rival stole from you two years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And like each, each week you basically like unlock a new class of vehicle to race with. So it's like a, a plus S S plus, And you know, they're faster, faster cars and you get more money from the races, but you also have to spend more money on cars and upgrades and the higher rewards that you get from these races, the more heat you get. And like the more heat you have, you know, the harder it is when you get into cop chases, uh, it's just this really simple, satisfying gameplay loop that, like, it, it feels like an old school Need for Speed, like mm-hmm. Most Wanted, like the original on the Xbox, like just oh, really, really damn fun, very stylish. They have this really cool kind of like hand drawn graffiti aesthetic to the game, where it's like your tire, the, the people are like cell shaded Wind Waker NPCs, basically, and like your tire smoke is cell shaded and has graphical effects. Like little wings will pop out the side of your car when you go on jumps and silly things like that that give the I game. I did like f- what I seen of the like aesthetic flair. Yeah. That, uh, it, it, this gives, game has. it gives the game such a cool kind of unique aspect that modern racing games don't do. Like there's nothing that really makes Forza feel like Forza. It's just like a well-made realistic racing game. You know, the thing that makes it feel like Forza is that it's, Got a billion trillion dollar budget and very good graphics. Yeah, and I mean, which so is does fine. This one. That's its yeah. that's its that's its niche. That's its niche. Yeah, for sure. 
yeah. Um, my 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 last one is is a tiny little game. It's called Dorf Romantic. Uh, I've definitely heard of this game, the, but I this don't know is, out of, this about is, it. It's a game in as much as like it it it's kind of like a. I, I, what I mean to say is it's hard to describe it as a game in the traditional sense. So basically, you mm-hmm. have a map and you are given a stack of tiles, hexagonal tiles, and all you do is place the tiles on the map. And as you match up different biomes together, you can get more points. And if you, like, get points and match biomes up, you can get more tiles so you don't run out. And it's a game where you're working towards a high score, but as you're working towards a high score, you're building, like, this very nice kind of, like, Scandinavian landscape. You have, like, field. I do like uh, that. Field, forest, town, uh, water, and rail, I think, are all of them. Oh, and um, field. Not not field, uh, like wheat field, rather. Uh, So what you're doing, you're building, you're putting these tiles down, and you're, like, making just, like, this beautiful pastoral kind of landscape with it. So it's, like, it's like an art game almost while you're still kind of working for a high score and you are, like, you know, overcoming challenges of, like, you'll draw a tile that will, like, have a number on it. And it's like, oh, this tile has a forest with 72. So if I can connect... 72 trees together i'll get a whole bunch of bonus points it's like it's different enough that you know no matter what you're always going to make a different map it's just a really relaxing experience like i always come back to just for like you know a game or two on the weekend and it's like you you play for five minutes and you just get what you get out of it is just feeling this very nice relaxed feeling of like oh i made a beautiful little town little serotonin game yeah i I think you mean um overflowing with lycosin oh yeah lycosin thank you (laughs) thank you kojima uh, one more thing. I gotta play, uh, I gotta, I gotta pick up Signalis. That game I've heard great. that's I heard good a lot and scary. Say, yeah, there's a couple games this year that came out that were apparently very good, but I didn't, I didn't mm-hmm. play them. Uh, and it's just like, ah, jeez. Ah, jeez. Yeah. Jeff's disappointed uh, Signalis. You. Yeah, Jeff, no, Jeff's disappointed that I didn't play, uh, God of War Ragnarok. Um, did people sure. like that game? Uh, I think so. Did people, like, I've heard fuck all about it. I've, absolutely nothing. I mean, I've honestly tried to avoid it because I do want to play that at some point when I get a PS5. And, like, mm-hmm. I'm sure there are fun aspects of the story there. But it's, I I haven't engaged with it much. But, yeah, it does it does feel like it kind of... It, it burned very brightly and then kind of fell flat, I think. I afterwards. mean, God of War... God of War 20 whatever, 2018 was, was you know, it was a game. It was a good it's game. A, it was fun. It was the game of all time. It was it played, played good. Played, played well. It's got good graphics. It had a pretty good story. I just, it's just a little, uh, some good memes. It's that was important. Yeah, it's just, it's very much that, uh, it was very much that, like, prestige video gaming kind of thing, criterion collection of games, uh, that I really put me off of it. Is why I always, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why my big beef with that game. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. Um, last, last order of business. Yeah. What are you looking forward to next year? Um, couple for me. Uh, next year is going to be a big year for Yakuza. Um, yeah. Oh, yes. We've got, indeed. We've got two two releases in in first quarter, I think, or maybe uh, one in first and one in second. We have uh, we have Yakuza Ar- Ryuga Gotoku Gaiden, the man who erased his name, oh, which is what like a, a what mini, a fucking Kojima a, ass title. Uh, these games are getting ridiculous. I mean, really, I think they've always been like that, but they just started. Calling them that they, they have the, the budget to be like that now. What was it? It was called like Yakuza Seven. Was called like Ryugago Toku Whereabouts of Like light, light and Darkness or something. Anyway, it's so, some got bullshit a, like a, that. We've got a Kiryu centric uh, side game, like a mini shorter game, which 
holy shit, we need one of those after Lost Judgment. That game was way too much. Yep. That game was way too long. Uh, and then we've got something that I've been waiting for for literally years, um, but even more exciting, which is they are bringing uh, they're bringing Yakuza Ishin, the uh, samurai reimagining, to the West. They're fully uh, they're fully uh, remaking it in the Dragon Engine, and they are recasting NPCs and like updating it for a new generation. So the newer characters are going to be playing. Uh, the characters in the game, which I think is really fun and exciting. Yeah, uh, looking forward to that. Final, F- Final Fantasy 16. Hell uh, yes. This game looks rad. I can't wait. Uh, it's got an incredible, like, I don't want to, like, overhype this game, because, you know, things but it looks happen. it looks pretty damn good. It looks sick, and, like, the, the, the staff of the people working on this game, it's, like, Directed yeah. by Naoki Yoshida, you know, the guy who took one of the most disastrous uh, MMORPGs and turned it into the game that killed WoW. We've got Masayoshi Soken, who, if you ask me, is like the successor to U- Uematsu. Uh, no, Uematsu, yeah. Like, like, this is the Uematsu of a new generation. We've got the combat design, I think, is by the person who worked on, uh, like, the combat designer of, of Devil May Cry 5. Uh, which is, mm-hmm. I mean, kind of fucking crazy. Uh, the writer, I think, uh, did... I want to say the writer did Heaven's Word storyline, but I could be wrong. Anyway, it's just a great... Uh, it seems like a good team of people working yeah. on this game. The trailers look really good. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm excited. Uh, is there anything else? Isn't Breath of the Wild yeah. 2 coming out next year? Polygon's, Breath of the Wild, uh, Tears of the, Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom comes out two days before my birthday on May 14th. Poly- Polygon's uh, most anticipated game of 2021. Uh, no, uh, I'm excited for it, though. Like, got, don't get me wrong. We, we goof oh, about it a lot, but very excited for, for more of that. Um, um, I'm hoping I'm that they, they tighten for... it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I yeah, I don't want to see, like, the Elder Ring Curse of Condon hit that game, too. But, you know, time will tell. I want, that, I want um, it to be a little bit more. I want it to be a little bit more traditional. Uh, a little bit. Just, like, I don't know, 20% give me a hook more. Shot. Give me a hookshot. Give me some items. Give me some some like NPCs that we can give me some yeah. little storylines and stuff. And 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 uh-huh. and uh, you know, breath, give of, the me a trading breath quest. of the wild. Give me something cool. Yeah. Give me. Yeah. Give me. A, give um, me a trade up a bottle of eye drops to a big old sword to a Tesla. Um, <laughs> Star Wars Jedi Survivor comes out in uh, March next year, March seventeenth, my sister's birthday. What does uh, Jedi Survivor? Does? Oh War. yeah, Jedi Survivor. Yes, Star Wars. Very yeah. exciting. Uh, I, I feel so, so blessed. In, I'm so happy that I played that game when I played it because I I would have been now so you're excited in. for a sequel and now I'm in and it's like I I finish this game uh, uh, and I I find out that the sequel is coming out in like four months yeah cool a real, a real the gamer's delight <laughs> um, uh, Cal Kestis has a beard now to show that time has passed and a gun to uh, show that he's how, uh, a gray Jedi he's not now. your not your grandpa's Jedi he's yeah he's Ahsoka style um and he's got he's got one of those Kylo Ren lightsabers. Can I tell you my theory? What's the, what's the theory? Max, hit me. My theory is that Cal Kestis invented the Kylo Ren style lightsaber. Oh, Kylo that was fucking! Like, oh, BD like, Kylo Ren's like, whoa! I want to be like that guy. Like, like I think where the timeline fits in, it yeah, would no, make sense this, this, that that this, this is the first person to make put a cross guard on a lightsaber. I mean, this would have been that's ten my, years after uh, Episode Three, so yeah, that's way before Kylo Ren. Do you, do you how do you, do you like Cal Kestis, by the way? I like Cal Yeah, Kestis. he's fun. I like him a lot. People I think people hate Cal Kestis, like the wider Star Wars community don't like him. Well uh, but I thought he was I a don't good like the wider Star Wars community. 
Yeah. <laughs> the wor- the worst uh history what is what does Obi-Wan say about Moss Eisley? It's like the the galaxy's number one hotbed of scum and depravity uh, or whatever. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, quote. yeah. Yeah. Never um, never yeah, I don't know. Whatever he says about Moss Eisley is what I say about the stuff. The, uh, the Star Wars fandom who who are the kind of people who would watch the TV show Andor and then choose to go out to Empire. <laughs> they would they would they would watch Andor and they would say, "Oh, I like the dark side. I like the Empire." And they'd go out wearing their Empire Stormtrooper mm. T-shirt and not see the uh, yeah the historical subtext. Uh-huh. Sorry, I'm, super aller- text. I'm allergic to media criticism. Um. <laughs> You know what, oh, Jordan? Bug yeah. bug game. Was it going to happen next year? Oh yeah, that one. No, that one's never coming out. No, probably not. I'd like to think. Gonna, I'd like to it's think. It's going we'll to come out. Silk Song next year. It's going to Silk Song. Every copy of the Winds of Winter is going to have a uh, is going to have a, <laughs> a little a little bug s- named Hornet on the inside of it. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna pick it up. It's going to have your CD key code. Put it on your Switch to play Silk Song, and both the Winds of Winter and Silk Song are going to be very bad. Yeah, and Half Life Three is <laughs> this, there too. Half Life Three is there too, and it's also very bad. I don't remember honestly when they, think. Remember when, remember when Valve released Half Life Alex, and everyone went, "Oh my god, they're rebooting Half Life. They're going to they take just it back." Stopped. They just never did it because, of course, they didn't. What is Classic wrong with Valve? You? Uh, what know, were you I'm saying? A, I should I'm, say I'm, I should say Bug Game is Bug Game's gonna be. Bug uh, yeah, the thing it, it's Team Cherry, but again, then I start thinking about what happened with Platinum. So I'm just yeah, but Platinum Platinum got like Platinum got got Team Cherry's not into like, like blockchain gaming, so that's a point right? In your favor. Like public, like like people. What was that fucking Platinum game that came out this year? Was it called like you're talking or? about? No, you're talking about fucking Babylon's Fall, a game Babylon's that Babylon's after Fall. six months they announced they were ending service. They, uh, uh, I mean, this is this is really, I think, a a good case study in like how the best developers, you know. Mm, can't trust nobody. They could, they could, you can't trust nobody. Exactly. Like, like I, I, Platinum would have been on my list of like, if they make a game, I'll buy it. But no, they, they've, they put out some real stinkers, and, uh, and I, I, I'm worried because they're like my favorite, one of my favorites, and uh, I don't know, I don't know. That's sad. Uh, yeah, but uh, that's is that is that's that gaming? I think gaming is back, baby. I hope so. 2023 is going to be the year of the gamer. This is my prediction. Oh, I I can't wait for 2023 to begin the summer of gaming. Summer of gaming starts in like what? Uh, what time is it for you? It's two fifty five p.m. The summer of gaming starts in like eleven hours for you. Yeah, goddamn! I'm gonna. It's gonna hit. First of all, I don't even think I'm gonna. I physiologically, Jordan. I turn thirty next year. I don't think I can stay up till midnight anymore. I don't think my body will no, let me. It's it's very funny how little I like. Whenever people talk to me about oh. Sorry, we can't. Do you have any New Year's plans? No. I'm I, sleeping. I noticed. I usually look at my laptop clock or my computer, and I'll say, "Ah, the year has ah, changed." Cool. Yeah. Wow. Cool yeah. Year. Like, w- were I to stay up till midnight, I'd celebrate it by fucking I don't know, playing like a game of Wingspan or something like that. <laughs> you'd, you'd boot up Woohoo Island and fly the little plane around. Oh yeah, I get my nice five minute flight. I I play some Chambara and and beat Matt, the NPC, the little me. <laughs> He's very good at sports. Hey, fuck you. Fuck you, Fuck Matt. you. I'm going to knock show. you off the bridge with my cool sword. <laughs> I think that they should, uh, I think that they should adapt that, that, uh, that little sword whacking minigame, but like add a, a, a Sanjiro style 
blood spray to it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe just give the whole thing a Sanjiro facelift. I think that they should make Sekiro 2 you fighting a hundred Mies in the final boss's mat and you fight. I think the they should make Sekiro 2. Sekiro 2 should be the first game to come out on the Wii. You know how like there was that game that came out? I think it was, oh, it's called like something kid, something kid. Uh, and it was like the first NES game. That was like the, the, the gimmick of it was like the first NES game released in 20 years. Secret oh yeah, the, the Sekiro Two on the Wii would be Sekiro delightful. Two is going to be the first game, first game that comes out on the Wii in the past like ten or, 50, or ten years right. or whatever. They they don't even use the Wii Motion Plus. You have to have the regular Wii remote. To yeah, use no, it. you it, don't it get out, It's movement. it's only on it's gamepad only for the Wii U. Sekiro. You have to sh- you have to shake the <laughs> remote the- to do the fucking uh, kill animation on a boss. You're on the gamepad, and the way that the ga- it's like uh, it's kind of like Okami. But you have to use the stylus to draw the strikes and deflect each attack on the gamepad. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> that actually does sound kind of cool. Uh, damn it. I made a good... But, but also you gotta, have like a jet another... set... You have a jet set radio style uh, graffiti mechanic where uh, Sekiro can like tag walls in the castle. Well, we gotta do another game jam session. I can feel the creativity Oh, that's like, ooh, yeah. TM, 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 TM. Okay, okay. Um, before we leave, yes. uh, I do want to say... I know we. Uh, I know Donkey Kong killed us. Uh huh. Um, but I did. I did want to put a put a foot down uh, and say that my my New Year's resolution is to is to be better with regularly or semi regularly updating my my other shows. Yeah. And so, so I would like to to declare for our listeners that we will be starting off twenty twenty three, um, embarking on a bit of a journey, Max. Yes. Well, um, I'll be I'll be with you for a little bit of that journey. Yeah, uh, much like you, uh, much like I uh, disappeared during the uh, during the uh, whatever that game was called. I don't even remember uh, what that game. Bravely Fe- Default is that it? Yeah, well, yeah, no? yeah. You were you were a little quiet in the studio that day. I seem to remember. You'll be a little bit quiet uh, as we on Slappers only embark on the journey to discuss the music of Final Fantasy fourteen. But you'll be there uh, in all the episodes. But specifically, you'll be very talkative in our first episode. Uh, where we talk about the music of A Realm Reborn. Ha ha, arr. That plays when you get in the airship! Huh? It, that, that, you, you, there's like a motif of that that plays when you get in the airship for cutscenes. I like that one. It plays all the time in that game. Well, yeah, but that's the one I remember specifically. Can I tell you, um, I was yeah. playing D&D uh, with, with a lot, some of Katie's school friends, and mm-hmm. our DM had like a little bot in the... um bought in the discord that would like you know play music in the call may set the stage yeah. and everything and like in the uh in the battle section soundtrack there's a couple hollow knight songs in there of course but there was it was like it's like the the boss theme from i guess when you're doing this like msq stuff and i'm like i know this one. Oh, is it like a oh yeah the is it like maker's ruin is it one it's like uh never mind whatever it, we'll it, it was one it. of the ones that i knew from era realm reborn we'll oh okay maybe okay maybe yeah um all right well that'll be that'll be something we'll work on next year uh, yeah. But for now, uh, we should wrap things up. This has been yes. Slappers Only. Let's let's just cruise through all this shit. Yeah. Um, you can find us on our socials. Are you still on? Are you still twittering it up? I still, still am. They can't take me off that website. Elon's Maybe. website hasn't gone down yet. But for if you want to follow us on Twitter at Slappers Only Pod, follow me on Twitter at Bradipus Rex. Follow Max on Twitter at Maxi Bajillion. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on Tumblr now too. If you want to follow my Tumblr. Uh, because I, I'm trying to trying to branch out. You can follow me at punishbreakfast.tumblr.com. Uh, 
Other than that, we are hosted by the Noise Space Network, noisespace.xyz. Lots of great shows uh, that we do and our friends do. You can listen yes. to uh, Gay Friends Chainsaw Dog Sanctuary about Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw yeah, Man. If, if the anime finished, get caught up so you can listen to the backlog and everything. Uh, you can check out Sonic Shuffle, a show about Sonic. I think you they just had our- their 100th episode pretty recently. Congratulations, Sonic Shuffle. You can check out my uh, my new show uh, that I do with my brother called Doctor Huh, which is where we watch random episodes of Doctor Who and get confused by them. Pretty good. That, that's you know, Jordan. That's what happened to me when Katie was going through Doctor Who. But instead of random episodes, it was just me walking into the room five episodes later and be like, "What is he up to this time? What's that funny? What's that funny British man doing now? Why's he? Why's he got a snow globe? Um, I think that's all for this for this uh, special episode. Yeah, uh, Max. Yeah, we're we, we're back in the saddle. To some degree, some degree. I don't want to. I don't want to like stake regular. I don't want to be like we're gonna be doing ever regular. Yeah, schedule. like I think we're like, busy people. Well, like once a month well, at least. We'll try, try to at least get one a month out for sure. Yeah, maybe more. We'll um, see. Who can possibly say? Anyways, uh, how do anyway. we wrap up these episodes, Max? Do you remember? All right, let me just hit you with a Jordan. Ask not yeah. for whom the track slaps. It slaps for thee. Bye bye. Bye. Wahoo. Happy New Slappy New Year. Wahoo. Hey, it's me, Mario. Slappy New Year. Oh. Praise be unto God. Mamma mia.